Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. Happy to be in the house of God this Sunday. Amen. Praise God. I hope everybody had a had a blessed, blessed week. It's good to see you. It's always good to be in the house of God. Man, man, my voice is, is, uh, is, <clears throat> is done. It's shot. It's done. I can't, I don't know how I, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore because it just, man, when I, when I, when I get into the presence of God, I just, I want to scream higher than I can scream, you know? <laughs> uh, sometimes my, 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 my spirit is more crunk than and my, my flesh and what I'm able to, to give out. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you're just so overjoyed in your spirit, but your, your, your flesh can't keep up, right? Pastor Danny was, uh, th- this morning, he was like, man, I want to, I want to praise, but, but my, my knee hurts, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that, that's, that's, that's coming, man. That's coming to, to all of us, man. But, but, but you know what? Uh, a strong spirit, a strong spirit is all, will always outdo a weak flesh. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, you know, I want to I want to quickly I want to make an announcement as well. Um, our men's conference is coming up. And if you haven't if you haven't signed up, sign up for that. Sign up for that. Uh, you can go to 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 slash men's talk. You can register there. And uh, and uh, we'll also we'll have a Facebook event where, where you can have all the information right there. But that's that's really where where it's at. You just go to mynumachurch.org slash men's talk. And, and we're going to have an awesome time. Make sure you bring some friends, bring somebody who doesn't normally go to church. You know, tell them there's going to be a bunch of a bunch of guys talking about some guy stuff. And, and we're going to get real. Amen. Sometimes we need to get real. Right. Uh, and, and that's, and that's, uh, some, some practical discussion. That's where we're going to be having that, uh, that, that day. So, um, be sure to be sure to be here. Amen. Um, what was that? Register today. Yes. Price doubles tomorrow. goes from free to, to double a free. <laughs> so you better do it now. Act fast. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Um, I want to, I want to just. I want to acknowledge uh, a brother who's here this morning, and and uh, just because I'm 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 moved by your worship, Tony. I'm I'm moved by your worship, um, Tony. He's he's uh, his father passed away this this week. Um, awesome, awesome man of God. He was uh, he was a youth pastor at Tab. Uh, for, for many, many years, uh, I was talking to Tony this morning. I said, man, your, your dad was kind of like a second youth pastor to me because I would tag along a lot of times on, on the, with, with Tab um, on, on their, on their na- nationals trips. Before we were into fine arts, you know, I would, I would go with them and I'd be under his leadership. And, and he was an awesome man of God. And, and I, just, I, I see him praising God this morning, singing louder, praising harder, worshiping God with everything that he's got, even though this is probably one of the hardest weeks of his life. And that's, that's truly, that's truly inspiring. And that's, that's what we're talking about. You know, it's easy to sing songs. It's a lot harder to, to live the, the profound uh, lyrics uh, of which they speak. Right. And, and, and he's doing that this morning. I just want to, I want to say, brother, we're, we're praying for you and, and we love you and anything that you need from us, you know, we're here. Um, and, uh, this, this morning, um, we're, we're talking about worship. We're, we're in our second, second part of our, of our worship series. If you missed last week's, I would highly recommend you guys go back and, and listen to it. 
because it was very, it was kind of foundational to what we're, what we're talking about. And, uh, and you know, we, we've covered a lot of things that often get missed when we think about worship, right? We, we think about worship as, as simply a lot of times something that you do at the temple, but, but Jesus, uh, Jesus says that it's not the geographical location of where you worship. It's what true worship is done in spirit. And Paul says, you are the temple. So if you think the, 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 the temple, the church is, is, is so sanctified, imagine what you are called to be. Amen. And so that's what we talked about. And, um, your temple is being a place of worship. Um, God is seeking true worshipers. Amen. He's seeking true worshipers, those who would seek him uh, and worship him in spirit and in truth, right? The, the, uh, to worship happens in your spirit. We talked about the, the, uh, the word that Jesus used for worship, which is proskuneo, which means to bow down, right? Therefore, uh, to, to worship God in spirit means to have a, submi- a submitted spirit and a committed spirit to him. So that's kind of a recap of last week. And, and before we get any further, I want to I want to pray before we we read the word. So let's do that. If you would just stand with me and bow your head in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you thanking you, Lord. Uh, for, for this word, my God, that you're, you're going to speak, Father God. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just be on my lips, my God, that, that you deliver this word, my God, in the way that you want, Father God. I surrender to you, my God. We surrender to you. Uh, we, we ask, my God, that you speak your word into our lives, Father God, so that we can receive it and apply it in Jesus' name. And we said, amen. 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 So I want to take you to, don't, don't sit down, don't sit down. <laughs> uh, I want to take you to Romans 12. Romans 12. Amen. Romans 12. A lot of Christians know the first part of Romans 12. Very popular couple of verses. Um, But, you know, the rest of Romans uh, really kind of speaks to those first two verses. So if you don't mind, we're going to read all of Romans 12. Okay, it's and it's not the longest passage I've read from the pulpit. So you'll be all right. Okay, Um, I'm reading from the ESV. You can follow along. If you have it, say amen. Amen. If you don't have it, I have it up here for you. It says this. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though may, uh, though are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Verse six says, having gifts that what differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Somebody say, use them. One more time. Say it again. Use them. If prophecy in proportion to your faith, if service, uh, service, sorry, had a lisp there in our serving, uh, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with what cheerfulness, let love be what genuine 
Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality, bless those who what? persecute you bless and do not curse them rejoice with those who rejoice weep with those who weep live and live in harmony with one another do not be haughty but associate with the lowly never be wise in your own sight repay no one evil for evil but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all I got to swallow excuse me if possible so far as it depends on you live peacefully with all Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so, you will keep, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. What not that... Some awesome stuff, man. And we just, we just stop at Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? There's more to it. You can, you can, you can be seated. This is such a powerful scripture. As I was reading it, I, I was, I was thinking to myself, is this even possible? Is it, but Paul, Paul is describing what seems like a utopian body of Christ. How do you get all believers to be at peace with one another? Is that even possible? Like if you're not, if you don't have beef with at least one person, are you, li- are you even living, right? Is it possible to, to have all believers at peace with, with one another? Is it possible for everyone to rejoice when something good happens to another person? Is that possible? Because I think a lot of times what we do is we fake rejoice for people. We, we, we rejoice, right? Because everybody else is, is celebrating and we don't want to look all, all, all bitter, so we, we throw in a comment, congratulations. But deep down, we're not really rejoicing with them. What we're feeling is, is jealousy, right? Because, because they got the house and I can't get approved for a mortgage. Because they got the promotion and I'm still unemployed. Because they got the healing and I'm still praying for it. They, they had their seventh baby and I can't even get pregnant. Is it really possible to rejoice with people in a genuine way in a season of blessing in their life? I was reading that. I was like, Paul, I don't know if this is possible, bro. Is it possible to outdo each other in showing honor? Because a lot of us want to be the ones to be shown honor. We want to be respected. Can we outdo others in showing honor? Imagine a church that really functioned in the way that Paul describes. Imagine it. Imagine a church that genuinely loved that, that, that where people were in ministry, not for personal gain or to be in the spotlight or to be in charge of something. Imagine a body of believers who were completely selfless, truly serving God. Mm. And to get there means that everybody, somebody say, including me, everybody's doing their part. Everybody is doing their part. There's that phrase that says we're only as strong as, as the weakest link. So it, it's, a, it's a challenge for us as individual believers to carry our weight in the body of Christ. So ask yourself the question, have I lived in peace with my fellow believers? Am I always causing drama? Am I always at the center of some type of drama? Is that, is that me? Am I, am I hard to work with? 
Do you live in peace? Do you rejoice when that other person, even, even though you're not a huge fan of them, but when they get blessed, do you rejoice with them? Do you show honor to people? Serving one another is a big part of, of, of how we serve God, right? God wants us to think of ourselves as a team. Even if you don't like it, you're not doing it for you. You're not doing it for you. You know, on the worship team, if, if, if we're singing a song that one person doesn't like, we don't change the song because it ain't about you, bro. <laughs> like your, 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 your kids, right? You want your kids to get along, right? And so you make them get along. I don't care if you don't want to play that. We tell Layla all the time, I want you to go upstairs. And she, she's very, she's like a very structured person. Layla's like, okay, I'll, I'm going to give you five minutes. And she's like, and then, and then she says, echo, set a timer for five minutes. <laughs> I'm going to give you five minutes so I can play with Ellie upstairs. But, but, but God wants us to serve and work together in a genuine way because in doing so is serving him and his kingdom. And Paul, I love Paul, man. He's a really practical guy and I love his teachings because even though they're so profound and so theological, they're also very straightforward and easy to understand. This is not super complicated stuff that he's telling us to do. And a lot of times he, what he does in his letters is he likes to list things. He lists things that believers should do, things that they should not do. And in here in chapter 12 of Romans, I want you to notice something. This is all filled with acts of service. Paul is using nothing but verbs in chapter 12. He's saying prophesy, serve, teach, love, be at peace, live in harmony, rejoice, be patient. He's talking about doing as your spiritual act of worship. And you might say, well, pastor, I thought that worship wasn't about doing. I thought it was about being. That's true. But realize that who you are will produce what you do. Who you are will produce what you do. So if you're a selfish person, you're probably going to do some selfish things. If you're a selfless person, you're going to do some selfless things. If you're a lazy person, you might not do much of anything. So Paul says, First, you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you have the transformation of one who's now made new in God, your worship will also become your service. Your worship will also become your service. The way that you serve will be a reflection of your worship. Before, when, you, when, when your heart and your mind was given to the world, what did you do? You served the world. You served your flesh. Now, if your heart and your mind belong to God, well, guess what? You must serve God. Your belonging to God must produce your service to God. Now, can I tell you, church, that we ain't in paradise yet. This, this ain't heaven yet. This isn't it. We haven't arrived. We're, we're still very much entrenched with ungodly influence. And there's a lot of work to be done. The reason that Jesus called his disciples was so that they could learn from him. Remember the word disciple means learner. And so they were called to learn kingdom work for the time that Jesus left. And, and, and those disciples were to create more disciples and those disciples were to create even more disciples where eventually uh, there would be, there, there would be all these disciples contributing to the kingdom of God. If you have been sitting in church for one year, two years, three years, and you've just been consuming, it's time to get to work. It's time to get to work. Because withholding service to God is 
is withholding worship to God. I don't know if you realize that, but if you just come to get fed, but you never give of, of, of all of the abundance of gifts that God has given to you, you are not serving. If you're withholding service, you are withholding worship. And so back, back to verse one, where Paul says, this is your spiritual worship. And then he lists all of these things that we are to do. This is the way that you worship God spiritually. The, the word for worship that Paul uses here is not proskuneo. It's a different one. It's latreia. Latreia means service. So from what we saw last week, true worship is complete submission to God. But the result of that is your service. So what am I saying this morning? If you're not serving God, you're missing a huge aspect of worship. And last week I gave an example of marriage. My wife, I won't call you up here this time. I won't embarrass you. But, but you, know, I, you know, I can love my wife and I can, I can tell her with my words. I can say, baby, I love you. I can, I can send her little, uh, little text messages that just say, I love you. Little heart eye emojis. I, we do that sometimes, right? I, I, can, I, can, I can show her that I love her in my own way. But, you know, marriage is one of those things that takes work, Right? And sometimes it, it, it takes literal work. <laughs> and, and, and like in my case, uh, we've, had some, we've had some conversations, my wife and I, where she would tell me, babe, sometimes you're not the most considerate person. And, and she didn't say it that sweet. She was a bit more aggressive. <laughs> but, but, but she would point out some things to me. And I'm glad that she did. I'm glad she did. We, should, we, should, we shouldn't be... Uh, so, so quick to, to correction, especially, especially if we're called to serve each other, right? Uh, and then someone is trying to correct you in the way that you're, 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 not, you're not perfectly serving correctly. And you're like, well, that, you just don't like the way that I serve. Well, no, you're not served. You're, you're broken in your service. Fix it. So, uh, so, so my wife was, she, she would point out some little things to me. And I'm going to sound like a real jerk here, okay? Don't judge me. This is way back in the day. Right. <laughs> she's looking at me. She's like, that was like two months ago. Uh, <laughs> but she, she would know that she, she would she'd say, why didn't you walk me to the car when it was dark outside? Uh, she'd say, why didn't you? Why? You see me struggling with all these bags carrying a baby. Why didn't you think to take something? <laughs> and hey, 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 calm down. Come down. And, and, and truthfully, like this is not an excuse, but but it kind of is an excuse. Okay. I'm a, I'm oblivious to a lot of things, and and most men are men. You got to have my back. You better say amen. Yeah, y'all. Oh, come on, come on, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to you know generalize here. I'm like this is the way God made us, but y'all ain't got my back. I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> I'm oblivious to a lot of things. And a lot of times I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm in my own head. I don't notice things. I'm just deep in thought. And so to make matters even a hundred times harder for me, her love language is acts of service. So like, like that makes it even harder. Like, why can't it just be like words of affirmation? Like, like me, you know, all I need is a good job and I'm, I feel super loved. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but, but you know, what? a healthy marriage is, is one that serves one another. Right. This is why we say marriage takes work. Worshiping also means serving God, right? And so if you know what God cares about, 
pursue those things. So I'm, I'm, I'm very mindful of the things that, that she cares about. So I try with all my heart, with all my energy to do those things so that she feels the most loved. And so if you know what God, if you know what breaks God's heart, if, if you know what God cares about, pursue those things. If you know that God has a heart for the widow, for the orphan, what have you done for them? If you know that, 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 that Jesus left so that we would proclaim the gospel, not just in, in an echo chamber to, 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 to church folks, but outside, have you done that? Because those are the things that God really, really cares about in the way that we serve. And if we're not showing him our service and, and the things that he likes, then we're missing. We're missing a big aspect of worship. And, I, you know, at church, we, we have a lot of people here that, that, uh, that know how to serve the church. I mean, ye- yesterday we had, we had our community uh, outreach there at Ripley House. We had like 40 people, man, 40 volunteers there. Praise. Thank you. I was, I was super proud of my church, man, because we, we held it down. We held it down. And, 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 and sometimes, sometimes people ask me where they could serve. You know, sometimes they're, they're newer, they just become members and they're like, you know, where, where can I serve? Where do you need help? And a lot of times I don't know where to put them because I'm like, man, we have so many people serving already. And that's a good, that's a good thing. Now I know that if I were to ask my ministry leaders, they'd be like, 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 Sister Heather, she's like, Pastor, bring them over here. And, but you know, there's, there, there are ministries that always need help. I mean, in this church, we, we need, we need parking attendants, man. We need, we need greeters. We need ushers. We need teachers. We need, we need people to help with kids ministry. <laughs> kids ministry is always the one, man. It, it's, it struggles because like, oh, I, 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 kids, I, I work with kids at home every day. Right. But, but we need people to, we need people. If you know how to prophesy, we want to hear the word that God has prophesy. If you know how to prophesy, we need people who know how to discern. We need discernment. If you have a gift, if you have a spiritual gift, don't hold back. Paul says, use it because that's the way that you serve God. We need people who, who give to the church. If you have the means, these are the ways in which we serve. But hear me out now, because now I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. This, (laughs) this whole series is on, is on worship, right? And it's meant for you to understand what true worship is. Because again, we often look at worship as something very surface level and it's not. Right. And just like just like it's possible to come in here and lift up your hands and, and, and surrender to God out here. But you don't have a surrendered spirit out there. And it's possible to come in here and bow down at the end uh, at the temple, but not in spirit. It's also possible to serve the temple, but not actually serve God. Don't think just because you're serving the church, you're serving God. And sometimes people want to serve the church without really serving God. And I've experienced these people because they come to me and they want to ask, they ask, pastor, put me to preach. And I'm like, "Mm, we got to, we got to, and it's, it's hard to tell them, you know, you need to stop being the devil, right? You don't say it like that, right? (laughs) But, but, but you say, well, we need to see some spiritual maturity before you come up here and, and you give a word to people, right? This isn't, this isn't a... This isn't a speech. We're not just giving the mic to, to everybody. There, there, there's, there's, there's a reverence 
for this, for this platform. There's a reverence. Anytime, anytime you take a class and you're going to teach it, you, you better know what you're talking about. You better know, you better, you better, you better live what you teach, right? And so it's hard for some people to understand, well, why can't I, why can't I preach? Why can't I lead a ministry? Well, because people need to see that God is leading you before you can lead. And <laughs> serving God Serving God, listen to this, serving God means that you do serve the church, but serving the church doesn't always mean you're serving God. And there's a very obvious sign, and I just, I want to, I like being practical with my my messages sometimes, and this is kind of more of a teaching, but there's a very obvious sign that will tell you if you're serving the church and not serving God. You ready? You want to hear it? You might be serving the church and not serving God if you have a problem with where God wants you to serve in the church. Say it again. You might have a problem serving God if, if, if when God tells you where to serve in the church, you object. You're not serving God. If God were to appear to you in a dream and he called you by name and you felt chills and you just felt like something was coming and you saw the glory of God descend and then and then you're like, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. And you were quiet. And then God says, clean my temple. How many of you would wake up and be like, that was just a dream? <laughs> that was, it God. That was just a dream. Sometimes dreams are dreams. But, but if God were to, to, if that same word was preached to the nations, you'd be telling everybody. Pastor, I, pastor, I just, I, I have to have, I, I, can I have the mic? Can I have five minutes, pastor? I need to tell you about this dream that I had where God told me to preach to the nation so that everybody knows that I am called to this. If you object to where God is calling you to, the, to serve in the church, then you're not serving God. You're pursuing a position. See, see the more that you are in tune with the Holy Spirit, And the more that you are serving God, the more you're going to realize that God likes to test you. God God likes to call you to places where you don't naturally want to go. He loves to do it. Thinks he's funny. He likes to do it. The perfect example is Moses. God calls Moses to the uncomfortable. And Moses takes forever to finally say yes to God. And he's like, God, there's got to be somebody else, right? Like me? You want me to do it? I'm not the guy for the job. And he's, he's objecting the whole way. And finally he says, yes, even though he doesn't want to do it. If God calls you to the uncomfortable and you say yes to God, that shows God that your service is to him, not to your position. And this, this happens in a wide range of callings, man. Maybe, maybe you're, you're sitting here, you've been itching to be a, a leader. When is pastor going to notice my abilities? When is he going to call me to lead? When is he going to call me to be in charge of something? That might be your desire. You might be called to lead in the future. But you know what? God likes to do this with leaders, people who just have natural instincts to lead. You know what he likes to do first? He likes to humble them. He likes to make them an assistant first. <laughs> he likes to make them the help first. He likes to make them number two, number three, number four, number five, all the way down the list. And he said, if you could do it here, then I'm going to see your faithfulness and then I'm going to know that you can handle the more later. But if you object to it because you're like, God, that is beneath me. I know more than the leader. I know more than the pastor. But you object 
to where God is calling you to serve in that season, you're not serving God. You're serving a position. Mm. Now, it doesn't just happen that way, too. I'm going to get the other people, too, okay? Because sometimes it happens on the opposite end. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you're like, God, I don't want to lead. God, I'll just, I'll, I'll be a floater. Wherever you need me, wherever you need me, if somebody needs me to stack some, 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 some chairs, I got you. If you need me to put up some tables, I can drop a mean tablecloth. I can do all of that, God, but do not put me on the platform. And the moment you say that, God's like, I'm going to put her on the platform. I'm going to put them to preach. And if you can say yes to God, then he sees your heart. You're faithful to God. You're not faithful to a position You're saying, God, wherever it is, send me. You got to You got to think about the weight of those words, because you think a lot of times we think we know where God's going to send us. God, God, send me to the nations. And God's like, I'm going to send you to the restroom to clean up that nasty toilet. But if your service is to God, you'll say yes to any position, no matter how not you it is. I, I don't preach. It's not me. That ain't me. I don't pick up trash. I don't do trash. I don't touch trash. <laughs> and, and, and another note, <laughs> if, if God does have you serving in a, in a certain place that you don't want to serve, have a good attitude about it. Because just, just because you think, okay, I said yes to God, but you're kicking and screaming the whole way. You, you, I mean, you're not really doing, you're not doing it with joy. Imagine back in the day, because y'all, y'all know my story. I, God called a pastor who didn't want to pastor. Did not want to pastor. And when I first became a pastor, I, I wasn't super thrilled about it, but, but I did it with zeal. I did it with passion. I did it with love. What if I came every Sunday morning and I just screamed at y'all because I was so mad at my life? <laughs> and, I, and I just came kicking and screaming all the time, and I'm like, just, I don't want to do this. Paul says, do not be slothful in zeal. So if, if you're cleaning the toilets, if you're preaching, if you're teaching, if, you, if you're serving in the youth, if you're serving in the community, if you're, if you're picking up trash, do it with zeal. I'm talking to somebody today, man. You got, you got to do it with I don't want to be here. No, do it with zeal. That's the word of God. Ain't your pastor talking. That is the word of God. Wherever I have you, says the Lord, do it with zeal. Because you're serving the great I am. <clears throat> Don't be crying when you're bringing up your offering because you hate to part ways with it. You show up late all the time because you don't really want to be there. If you're going to serve, serve right. Serve right. Because if true worship is submission to God, then who you serve is God. Amen. You are a walk. Remember, you are a walking temple church. You are a walking temple. That means that, that, that your worship is not restricted to the four walls of this, of this church and your service is not restricted to the four walls of this church. You can serve God anywhere. Anywhere. I, I remember hearing a story of a man who, he, he, was, he went to prison and, and during, during, uh, during his time in prison, he found Jesus. He found God. And, uh, but he, he was serving out a, a, like a lifelong sentence. He was going to be in there for the rest of his life. He couldn't serve at church. He couldn't be a part of the worship team. He couldn't be a part of the marriage ministry 
But he could still tell people about Jesus. He could still teach people about Jesus. He could still pray for people in prison, right? Paul says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Your body's always with you. And if your body is always with you, that means your temple is always with you. I, I, gave, I gave you the, uh, the Bible study uh, this past week on Romans uh, chapter 6. And, um, and I want to read what Paul says in, 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 in chapter 6 of Romans. Verse 12. He says this. He says, do not let sin control the way that you live. Do not give into sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God for for you were dead, but now you have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Can I, can I get some keys? I'm, I'm getting ready to close here. So, so Paul talks about, he talks about using your body. He talks about using your body as an instrument for God's glory. Your body, your physical body as an instrument for God's glory. We used to have this beautiful sister, man, who was a pillar in our church for, for many, many years. She was like a second mom to many of us, Sister Chris. And I remember going to visit her on, on, on the last day of her life. And she was in the hospital room, on the hospital bed, completely weak in body. She couldn't, she couldn't really move her body. She, she, was, she was laying down. She was, I mean, she was on her deathbed. And, and, and I remember you know, giving her a hug, and, and she just felt so frail. But you know what she was doing with her tongue? She was praising God. She was singing hymnals. She was giving glory to God for a life lived. With the last functioning part of her body, she was serving God. Don't let the enemy lie to you because you might be working all the time. and You're like, I don't have time to, 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 to serve in the church. You are a servant of God. You can serve God anywhere you are. You can serve God on the job site. You can serve God in the classroom, wherever you are. You are a servant of God. We need to stop confining ourselves to the four walls of the church. Serve God anywhere you are. Serve God in your family. Serve God at home. Serve God on vacation. Romans chapter 1. I'm I'm all over Romans today. Romans chapter 1, Paul speaks about sin. He says, he speaks about the universal reign of sin and how, how sin infected humanity. That is exactly what sin did. When Adam sinned, we were all affected. We all inherited sin, born into sin, because we were slaves to it. We were slaves to sin before we came to Christ. We were slaves. He, sin was our master. And, 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 and Paul talks about, he talks about what, what sinful humanity began to do with their bodies. With their bodies. He says, with their eyes, they became lustful. With their tongue, they became gossipers. They became liars. They became slanderers. With their mind, they turned off the truth. With their sexual organs, they used for unnatural relations. With their hands, they carved out false gods. But that was when you were a slave to sin. What did you used to do before you came to God? 
how did you used to use your body as a servant of your master that was sin? Because that was then. That was then. Now you have a new master. You've been adopted into a family, into the family of God. Now you have been transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now you are to offer your body, not to the world, but to to the one who saved you, to the one who redeemed you, to the one who took you out of the grave and the trenches of sin. I have a new master now, and he's a good master, and I will serve him. I will serve my master. Who are you serving this morning? Who are you serving? God gave you hands for a reason, church. He gave you hands for a reason. And maybe right now you you serve God in church, but, but out there, your hands are, they're not used for God. Maybe your feet, you come to church, but when you leave, you're walking into some places where you don't need to be. Maybe you talk a good game in here when you're at church, but when you're out there, man, you got a mouth. You like to speak about, you like to talk about people. You like to hate on people. You like to gossip. You like to talk negatively about yourself as if you don't see the child of God that you are. This this house is not a place. Let me correct myself. It's not the only place of freedom. I know it's I know it's a beautiful beautiful atmosphere that we step into every Sunday. Every time we come to church. You know, sometimes I sometimes I come and I just I just feel so grateful just to be able to be here in the presence of God and I'll come when no one is here and there's just a few people here and I'll just give thanks to God here at these altars and and it, 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 it's beautiful, but this is not the only place of freedom. And I think that sometimes we think that it is. If I could just, if I could just get to church, if I could just turn on that worship song, if I can just be around everyone else, but but we forget that we serve a God who's everywhere, everywhere everywhere. He is there in that desert place. He is there in that situation, in that problem. He is there in that environment where you're, you don't even want to be in because you don't, you don't feel, you don't feel free. If God has set you free, you are free indeed. You are free indeed. You are free indeed. You are free indeed. Some of you are still treating, are still serving the master of sin because you think that when you leave these four walls, You leave the presence of God. But if your spirit has been submitted to God, you belong to him. He is your master. Serve. Serve the Lord, man. Serve God with everything that you have in every single way possible. Because God is worthy and he is our master. He is our master. And I I'm his servant.
Just take a moment. Take a moment in God's presence right now. Just take a moment in his presence. I'm going to invite you to stand real quick. Holy Spirit, move, move, Holy Spirit. So you close your eyes this morning. Can, can, can we get some? I want everybody just to close their eyes. I'm gonna ask a I'm gonna ask a personal question. How many of how many of you in here? Nobody's looking around, please. How many of you in here still feel like you're a slave to sin? that's you, there's no shame in it. Just raise your hand if that's you. You still feel like you're a slave to sin. And you're like, why God? There's hands all over over this place. And you say, why God? Why? If you're my master, why do sometimes I feel like I'm a slave to sin? I want to remind you today that that sin that you struggle with has no hold on you. It has no hold on you if you've been redeemed by Jesus. If you've invited Jesus into your life, you may still struggle. But he has conquered every every struggle. He has conquered every battle. He will win every battle every single time. My God, we want to surrender everything to you. And if you're here this morning and you say, God, I, I want to give everything, every, every struggle, my God, every ounce of, of, of pride, every ounce of lust, every, every ounce of, of my inability to forgive, my God, every ounce, my God, of things that don't belong, I want to surrender it to you. I don't want to be a slave anymore. I want to surrender it all to you. If that's you this morning, come forward, please. Come forward. Don't be ashamed. Come forward come forward we all we all have something that sometimes we feel captured by but the same the same God who took you out of your sin before can take you out of the sin that you feel is in, enslaved you Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at mynumachurch. Thanks again and God bless.